Hi, I'm Herman Stern, the founder and CEO of Obermott and developer of the Obermott method. Typically, in this podcast, I tell you what stocks I buy. Today, it's the other way around. I'm telling you what stock I would sell. The stock I would sell today is Amazon. Yes, you heard correctly, the technology giant Amazon. I will sell that stock and today I'm going to explain you why. But before I do that, let me take a little detour, you know. Think about the town square, the high street, you know. The town square in the village, maybe in a little town, is the place where people meet. They have concerts there, the politicians have their speeches, demonstrations nowadays happen on the town square, but most important, the markets happen on town squares. The markets where local producers sell their products to local clients. It's a place where people meet. It's a public space for that purpose because anybody, everybody benefits from a public access to this place. I think, coming back to Amazon, Amazon is such a public space. Amazon is like the town square, like High Street. It's a system critical operation. And I wonder how it's possible that something like this is actually in private hands. You know, whenever something is really important, like the army, the police, it's run by the state and should be run by the state. Even if things are privatized, they are still regulated heavily. Let's look at water, electricity, telecom networks. These are all things that are partially private, but they only operate under licenses. Banks are also system critical. Airlines and stock exchanges, all these institutions have to get a license from the states and they all operate within a very tight regulatory framework to ensure that the public benefits. Now, some may say, well, that's true, but you know, Amazon is just a shopping mall, you know, and you know, like shopping malls, it should not be regulated. I think that's completely wrong. Because for every shopping mall, you only have to drive a couple of minutes and you're in the next shopping mall. There is fierce competition between shopping malls. But Amazon is a factor larger than any comparable place to shop for things. So basically for people selling things and people buying things, you have to go to Amazon. It's system critical. Now let's go back to the town square. Imagine that the town square were owned by one company. Could you imagine that? You know, you would have to pay an entrance fee if they want to. You would have to look at their advertising if they want to. And that company could actually decide what is being sold to whom, under what conditions. And there would not be another town square where you could go to because Amazon is unique. There's no competition for Amazon. It simply makes no sense that something like that would be owned by a private entity. And the big question is now, how is it possible that Amazon is not regulated? That, you know, it hasn't happened that Amazon had to apply for a license to operate its business? I think the answer is very simple. Things developed way too fast. It's only a couple of years since Amazon became that dominant in the market and Politics cannot act that fast. They take time to look at 
you know, the harmful activities and the damage that is done. And only when they see damage, they can, you know, step up and say, we need to regulate this. And in the case of Amazon, this hasn't happened until now, which is to be expected. You would not expect a politician to regulate something that might come in the future. No, politicians wait until it's necessary to act. There's anyway already too much on their plate. I think that time is ripe now. And there are actually already antitrust efforts to go against the big technology companies. The woman in the center of attention is called Lena Khan, a 30-year-old lawyer that has argued in her dissertation that monopoly power should be forbidden even if they lower prices. You must know, very interesting, that antitrust law since about the 70s has focused on cases where monopoly power leads to higher prices for consumers. So it's only a test if the price is high. And of course, when you look at technology, prices fell. So it's now a lot cheaper to buy things, uh, thanks to companies like Amazon, than it was before when you had to go to a market uh, marketplace. But Lena Khan says this is not sufficient. It's not sufficient for a company to just lower prices. It also has to make sure its offering is fair and open. So when Lena Khan observes uh, predatory pricing strategies, you know, where, where companies use pricing to get rid of competition, or if a company dominates multiple industries, that's already a problem for a, you know, a fair competition. And it basically means it's an abuse of monopoly power especially when they choke off competition and then lower choice. And that's what Amazon actually does. You now, when they, they not only operate the platform where things are sold, they're competing with their own products of the same platform. So they have a huge advantage over everybody else. And if they use their advantage, which, which they, of course, do use, that means there's less choice for customers. There's less innovation, you know, and good indication is actually the Amazon uh, user interface, which sta stayed more or less the same for 10 years. You can really tell that there is not a lot of competitive pressure that Amazon has to fear. They can more or less do what they want because nobody can go someplace else. I think, uh, you know, according to uh, Lina Khan, you know, you cannot just own the infrastructure that is critical, system critical, almost as important as water and electricity and compete with your own products on that infrastructure. And the pandemic showed how problematic that actually is. In the pandemic, when the lockdown happened, online sales surged. And what Amazon does, who handles the logistics for many of its companies, for many of its shops on the, on the platform, they started to prioritize their own products. They said, our products are more important for the consumers in that lockdown period. They're more basic. That's why we have to ship our products first. And they decided to do that on the expense of other shops that could not be fulfilled because the search in orders was just too much to handle. So if you sold sneakers, for instance, you know, you had an inventory and it would just, it would just not ship, even though people wanted to buy those sneakers. And that is actually how you can see how dangerous such a monopoly situation is, even though prices are lower. 
And there's also an additional political danger because maybe I've heard of the curse of oil. You know, people found out that countries with oil have a lot less developed societies than other countries without oil. And they call it the curse of oil. And what actually happens is because these oil companies are so much more powerful than everybody else, they basically suppress the rest of the country and suppress development of society. And I think there's a hint now or an indication that the U.S. suffers a little bit uh, of a curse of tech. There's a tech curse actually in the U.S. where U.S. tech companies are starting to lobby Washington to do laws, to have regulations in a way that they can maximize their profit on the expense of the broader public. And I think that's not going to go on for a very long time because there are enough strong other parties in the United States that are able to to then force these technology companies in giving up their monopoly power because they're hurting everybody. So I think regulation is going to come. I think Lena Khan is going to be successful and um, a monopoly like Amazon is going to be broken up. Now, for you as an investor, that means that the entire valuation of Amazon is based on the assumption that Amazon can keep that monopoly. And of course, uh, Wall Street is not very aware of what's happening in Washington. And for that reason, the price of Amazon right now reflects mostly a monopolistic future. But I think that's completely unrealistic. And for the price of Amazon stocks to fall, you don't have to wait until that breakup actually happens because it's sufficient that people expect the breakup for this share price to fall dramatically. So as soon as the case of Lena Khan becomes credible for some reason, that the breakup is likely, the Amazon stock price will already suffer tremendously. So what I would do is I would sell all my Amazon stock if I had any in my portfolio. And if I don't have any, I would not sell short, by the way. This is something I would not recommend you to do. But if you have Amazon stock, I would sell it. That would be my decision. I wish you a lot of success with your decision.